Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. We didn't get the stops that we needed to. They score seven straight times or something like that. We're going to work to get better. And I know that's I know that's big coach speak, but we're a team, we're a family, and uh, we're hurting right now, but we've got to bounce back. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. A fake to Herbert. Fields looking for the end zone. attempt by the tight end, Jesse James. Touchdown, Chicago. Fake one way, Fields stumbling, trying to cut it back. Number one, he plays with his legs. He led our team. I thought he threw the ball well. He gave us a chance, and obviously he's a special player. I mean, he made nothing into something. From the downtown studios of WGN Radio, here's your host, Kevin Powell. Felt like a winnable game for the Bears, but they lose 33-22 to the 49ers. Had a chance to tie things up late in that game in the fourth quarter. A crazy 22-yard touchdown run by Justin Fields, and then he missed... Extra point by Cairo Santos, who's been so good. I felt like the Bears had their opportunities to kind of pull away from the 49ers, and they never really did. It results in their third straight loss, 33-22, at home at Soldier Field. Episode 15 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. I'm Kevin Powell. Thank you for listening. Another Bears loss. And look, I I thought Justin Fields and, and, you know, I guess it all comes down to the development of Justin Fields, right? what, What an interesting position we're in here where... We all feel probably about the – you look at the entire roster. I guess you look at the entire defensive unit often. Like the, you feel good about Justin Fields. You feel good about a Chicago Bears quarterback. You don't feel great about the defense. That was essentially torched in the second half by the 49ers. 467 yards for San Francisco. Bears didn't sack Jimmy Garoppolo once. Zero quarterback hits on Garoppolo. Bears defense didn't force a single punt. Bears offense, they kept them in it. And you can't settle for field goals, and that was the case. You know, I actually thought they had some impressive drives. They had a nine-play drive to get their first points that ended in a field goal. 11 plays resulted in a touchdown, 10 plays a field goal, 13 plays a field goal, uh, a nine-play touchdown drive. That was the Justin Field scramble, which was wild. Watching the game, that certainly got everybody out of the seat. And you saw how passionate Fields was after that. It felt like a moment where it was like, when he when he scored that touchdown, I was like, all right, this is a man trying to will his team to victory here. And, and he was fired up. I mean, he was running. He was cheering with his teammates on the sideline. This this is what he even had to say after the game about that 22-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That was, that, was, that was awesome. I was excited, as, as y'all can see. But, um, I mean, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Glad to celebrate my teammates. And, you know, we're just going to continue to get better, like I said. Of course, we didn't get the outcome that we wanted today. But we're just going to keep, keep back and uh, keep, keep going. It was awesome. It was. It was. It was a, an amazing play. Unfortunately, Cairo Santos, who's been basically automatic, uh, misses the extra point. And and I, you know, was that Soldier Field? It's they start playing the Bear Down song and the fight song, and it's like it came after a <laughs> missed extra point. It stung a little, especially with a guy who's been so reliable at the kicker position. And then after that, a lot of bad things happened. The Bears defense couldn't get a stop. But I thought this was a winnable game. If you're going to take anything from it, and I know a lot of people are just approaching this season about 
and focus on Justin Fields, and that's all that really matters. But still, like, come on, even if that's the case, and you're a fan, and you're like, I just care about Justin Fields' development. Well, I think this was a good game for him to develop, and I think it's his best game so far. You know, he did have the interception late to Mooney, but I actually thought that was a good toss by him. It hit Mooney in the hands, and that was a moment of the game where you're down late, you had to take some shots. That's, you know... That there was an interception that wasn't really a mistake by any means. That was just, uh, you know, a bad bounce. The ball Mooney probably should have caught. Uh, you know, would have been a great catch, but still, he had his hands on it. And, and look, I, I'm not completely overly sold slam dunk on Justin Fields, but I feel really good about the Bears quarterback right now. I feel really good about the future of Justin Fields. Unfortunately, there are some holes on the roster around him. He hasn't been able to find Allen Robinson on a consistent basis, which is weird because Allen Robinson has played with some really bad quarterbacks in Chicago and has still managed to put up big numbers. I don't know why there's that disconnect there between Fields and Allen Robinson. Fields you know, did talk about not having a ton of reps with Robinson in camp and early on in the year and all that, um, which is, you know, a lot of people were hollering for Justin Fields to get reps and snaps with the first team in practice and in camp, which wasn't really the case. The Bears were going with Andy Dalton. But um, he, it, it's very clear he likes going to Darnell Mooney. I mean, he's... That was very apparent today. It has been the case um, so far. Darnell Mooney had uh, nine targets, six receptions, 64 yards. And Khalil Herbert, again, only averaged three yards a carry, but still, like, he, he's solid while David Montgomery's out. Khalil Herbert's been a nice little find by Ryan Pace and the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields rushed for 103 yards, had that, again, that 22-yard touchdown run as well. They're moving the ball on the ground. And look, uh, you know, 175 yards passing, Justin Fields 19 to 27. He was sacked four times. Look, I, I, I think it's a game that stings because it feels like they should have won that game. Um, things really unraveled late for him. And, uh, you know, the, the time of possession completely lopsided towards the Bears. They had 37 minutes, they had the ball. But again, you can't keep settling for field goals. Cole Komet had a ball that hit off his hand. He, 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 it was good coverage by the 49ers in the end zone. But, like, you know, you, you got to make plays for your quarterback, and you got a hand on it. Maybe find a way to get two hands on it. it. Imagine if they lost this game and it was Andy Dalton, and they didn't have a rookie quarterback that was as promising as Justin Fields. Like these games would these games would be no fun at all. At least we're getting to see what Justin Fields is and the future that could be Justin Fields and the Bears for a very long time. But you know, overall, I thought it was a good game for Justin Fields. Uh, they still have to get more production out of this offense. They have to get more points. And the defense, oh boy, Khalil Mack not being out there was very noticeable, obviously. Lack of pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo all game was was very, very bad. So, you know, bad, bad defensive performance. Offense had some promising moments, but still have to do more. Justin Fields looked good. I think he took a big step in his development as well. And Matt Nagy was not on the sideline. It was Chris Tabor uh, doing that with Nagy in COVID protocol. All right, here's uh, on to my conversation with WGN Radio's Mark Carmen. Mark Carmen joining me on the post-game podcast. Uh, Car, my thoughts on this one is it's it was such a winnable game for the Bears. They allowed 18 points in the fourth quarter, had opportunities to put the 49ers away didn't do enough, obviously, defensively. Didn't force a single punt. Didn't get a single sack on Garoppolo. Um, and, and although I wouldn't necessarily classify it as a breakout game for Justin Fields, I thought he looked really good today. Yeah, I'm mean, having trouble with this one because it feels like, you know, you're up 16-9. You got third and 19. You shouldn't be giving up a 83-yard screen to Debo Samuel that, uh, you know, he's, we all thought he got in the end zone, but then was a yard short. 
and then the Niners get in, KP. But uh, I don't know, man. You gave up 467 yards. Mm-hmm. Like, they just look completely overrun, out of gas, out-talented in the fourth quarter. I get that it, it looked, you know, positive for two and a half quarters, middle of the third. You, you know, you, but they, they didn't get the ball in the end zone. The time that they did, uh, out, the, the field's beautiful pass to James. That was a sweet play. And his 22-yard run was extraordinary. But you can't rely on that. I mean, that was an, just an incredible play, right? So, I don't know. I, I, at the end of the day, to me, it just looked like San Francisco was the better football team. You, they couldn't stop him at all. So, I, I don't, it's disappointing, but I don't, I don't walk out of there thinking, like, man, they really blew a game. No, didn't feel like they blew it, but certainly felt like a winnable game for sure. Um, yeah. You, you know, Chris Tabor, class of, you know, he's like, it was a tale of two halves, which it was. I mean, I, I just feel like there were moments that they let the 40, you know, the huge play on third and 19. Bears were going to get the ball back, could have gone up by double digits. That changed a lot. Um, you know, the field scores a touchdown on that scramble, and then Cairo Santos, Mr. Automatic, yeah. on the extra point, yeah. and although Chris Tabor and they're like, nah, it didn't really affect the momentum. Like, yeah, I mean, the place was rocking. You know, Soldier Field was going wild after that field's touchdown, and everyone's like, Cairo Santos can't miss, and he, you know, and he, and he, uh, and he misses, uh, misses an extra point. So, I don't know. That, that one felt like it took a little bit. You think the Bears are close to being good, or you think they're just a bad team? Yeah, I'm closer to bad team. Like, let, let's look at the defense. Akeem Hicks is running around on one leg with a bad groin. Khalil Mack's got a foot that he's been trying to battle through, missed his first game since 2018, and maybe he comes back next week, maybe he's back after the bye, but whatever it is, he's not going to be 100%. Their secondary is not nearly as good. Eddie Jackson, uh, you know, I, I appreciated the fact that he was very passionate defending himself, like, don't question my effort this week. But, you know, we're, we're certainly not seeing anywhere close to elite play. Uh, but And then offensively, I loved what, you know, I love, we're, we're loving moments of Justin Fields. I think we all love the future of Justin Fields. We like the running back room. Dave Montgomery, people aren't talking about him, you know, a lot lately because he's been gone, but he'll be back soon enough. And they've discovered Khalil Herbert. So this is all good. Um, but the offensive line stinks. Mm-hmm. I mean, since you came out of the womb and KP was playing O-line, you know, you win, you win football up front. And they're decrepit. I mean, who, who won that offensive line? Like I, I was talking with Hampton, I'll be like, "Who's the best guy on that line?" I mean, you might have to, you might make an argument. It's Jason Peters. The guy's thirty nine. I mean, I, you know, yeah. it's, it's it's hard to make an argument. They're a good football team. Yeah, I thought Justin Fields. You know, there were a couple throws that were a little dicey, maybe forced a little bit, but that's maybe him just trying to make something something happen. Um, I feel like he took what the 49ers were giving him, which was wasn't a lot of deep balls. But you know, to your point, like how many deep routes can you dial up with? you know, the non-security of an offensive line, right? Like, you're going to have right. Justin Fields running around back there. How are you going to get Darnell Mooney 30 yards down the field for a deep pass? It's just not going to happen often. I, I will say I like the way they've been sticking to the run game, 36 carries, 10 of those were Justin Fields. But, um, you know, Herbert averages three yards a carry, a lot of play action, some bootleg. I, I did like the play calling a little bit more um, by the Bears today, getting Justin Fields out. I mean, look, you look at his numbers, 19 to 27, 175 yards, touchdown, that one interception that I was fine with that throw to Mooney late. It bounced off Mooney's hands. Who knows? Maybe you make something happen. It was fine to take a shot there. Um, 
But, like, yeah, again, I don't think it's necessarily some coming out party for Justin Fields, but I still think, you know, it's weird. It's this position we haven't really had, right? We feel better about Justin Fields than really any other part of the team. In a, in a way, right? Like, you don't feel good about the defense right now. You don't exactly have a ton of playmakers around Justin Fields, but I think we're all feeling, for the most part, pretty good about Justin Fields. There's just issues all over the place. We haven't really felt that about a Bears quarterback ever or a roster construction like that ever. We certainly haven't seen any Bears quarterback run 22 yards to the end zone like Fields did, and that was unprecedented in, in Bears football history. There, I mean, we haven't exactly we had Lamar Jackson running around here. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying he's the franchise quarterback. It's a done deal. It's a very small sample size, but it, it, there's certainly agreed. hope there. And I don't think we have to, anybody has to talk themselves into Justin Fields possibly being a great quarterback. You know, Mitch Trubisky, other quarterbacks, you're like, oh, let's be patient. Let's see. Maybe in a certain offense. I think Justin Fields, all of us aren't necessarily saying he's a Hall of Fame Justin Fields, but like you feel pretty good about this guy. We do. I do. I do. I, 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 I absolutely do. And it's the, it's the same thing that you just said, too. It's like, okay, yes, feel good. And uh, let's not completely stamp it like, all right, we've got the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. It certainly is trending that way. I enjoy watching him. Uh, but it's, he does sail some throws. And I just, it's hard to know. Right. I mean, you know, when, when, he, when you're, you know, he's, when, it's, when he's under center, Three-step drop, five-step drop. He, you know, he picks his head up, and there's a huge defensive lineman in his face. I mean, how, you know, how can you even figure out what the guy can do when he's running for his life half the time? So, uh, you know, and people are – I've seen people like Mac Jones, Mac Jones. If you put Mac Jones behind this Bears offensive line, he'd be straight atrocious. Mm-hmm. Atro- I mean, there's, you know, you, there, there's no way a pocket passer could survive on this team. Say what you want about Nick Foles. Okay, fine. His career's gone south and, and whatever, but like the dude did win a Super Bowl. He certainly had his moments. It, he, he could barely breathe here. So I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, there's one other. When, when they're, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, that's it. That's I, it. I was ahead. just going to say the, the non, um, the non connection between Justin Fields and Allen Robinson. I know Fields talked about it a little, like, you know, he didn't really have a lot of reps with Robinson, but there was a moment, there was a play where it was sort of a design play-action bootleg right with Justin Fields, and it looked like Allen Robinson was covered, but I was watching Robinson after the play, and I think Fields completed a short pass, whatever it was, and I kind of saw Allen Robinson, like, throw his head back. Like, he looked a little, you know, I hate to read too much into it, but it looked like a receiver who was like, damn, I want the ball. You know, and this guy, it was uh, four targets, three receptions, is 21 yards. Um, he, he clearly favors Mooney over anybody else in that offense. It is just kind of strange to see Allen Robinson be such a non-factor in this offense because he was productive over the past few years, even in some awful Matt Nagy offenses. It, it, that, that whole development has just been kind of stunning, right? Like, really, we don't use Allen Robinson anymore? Justin Fields can't get on the... Same wavelength with him. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. But that's what's happened. And you know, it's a trade deadline on Tuesday, KP. But I mean, this dude's making seventeen million. It's, does somebody in the NFL have enough cap space to take on nine million uh, for the rest of the year and wants Allen Robinson? I'd, I'd be highly skeptical they would do that. Plus, you know, when you look at the Bears' timeline, uh, you know, they're they they got to win. Yeah, that, that's the pressure on Nagy and, and Pace right now. So I. It's just kind of it's interesting going into the trade deadline with where you're sitting because I think we all know 
this is not a playoff team. That's not. So so you should plan for the future, but I don't know. It, it seems unlike, unlikely that they will. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the trade deadline, but you kind of covered, you know, I just don't see them trading anybody. Maybe if they can get someone that's willing to take on, you know, Robinson and you can get a, I don't know, fourth round pick, I think it might be worth, I think it would be worth it for sure. But um, any other final thought? How are Hamp and OB during this one? Uh, Carm does the post game show on WGN Radio with those two legends. How, were they were they fired up? Were they angry? What were they feeling during this one? It, it, it was the the standard uh, frustration at the start, and then it kind of <laughs> settled into resignation. I would say, yeah. um, you know, OB was bemoaning the lack of adjustments, which I think is a very fair thing. Like, how often do the Bears come out of the halftime? And you're sitting there, wow, that was a sweet little schematic, Matt Nagy, Chris Tabor, whoever, you know, moment in time. I, I just don't, yeah. I don't try to get, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a head football coach, so that, that's a, it feels slightly above my pay grade to go down that road, but. It's just we just don't say that stuff, you no. know. So. No, I, I think it's valid for sure. I will say this one other point, Carm, before I let you go. I know you got to make a whole food stop on your way home from the radio station. You got important things to get to. You know, just looking at some of the sustained play drives was encouraging. Nine plays to a field goal, eleven plays to a touchdown, ten plays to a field goal, thirteen plays to a field goal. Um, that's some. That's kind of like sustained drives is something we haven't seen a lot of over the past couple of years. Thought that was encouraging. The next step is you know don't settle for field goals. Clearly that came back to bite them today, where they you know had the time of possession was lopsided towards the Bears. They were moving the ball and they were having sustained drives. Got to get it in the end zone. I thought that was I guess that's something you can take away from this, right? For sure, got to get it in the end zone. But the the offense did have. <sighs> Borderline many moments of, of looking better today. And it was Fields' best game. They got him out of the pocket. He had some picturesque throws. The touchdown at James was an absolute beauty on the move. Uh, just out of the outstretched arms of the defender, whoever that was, and a great catch. Uh, the run was sweet. Uh, some of his connections with Darnell Mooney felt really good. He, even even Allen Robinson on a very pedestrian play, but still picking up a third down conversion felt better. I mean, they were six for eight on third downs in the, in the first half after being last in the league at 31%. So there was a, a, a step forward for sure. There were. And then ultimately, I just think that San Francisco, most people had the 49ers winning that division. You know, they, they were a very popular pick. So, yeah, they were two and four, and it's been a rough year for San Fran, but uh, I, just, I just think they lost a better football team at the end of the day. Going away, like that, that game was, if we played Eighty minutes of football today. I don't think the Bears were coming back. No. Yeah. Well, up next, I got to visit Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football. The Steelers have won three straight. Any other final thoughts, Carm? Before I let you go, KP, I just say, hang in there, team. Let's let's let's, let's remember the good times of a Justin Fields Sunday. Let's let's think about that, Bears fans. And uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if they actually have their quarterback, that'd be the by far the biggest development. That's what we wanted all year long, and we saw at least a, a good, solid. More than glimmer of hope if that's the case today. Carm's number one Halloween candy. I mean, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup is always the one scene. I don't see how any of you can dispute that in my mind. I mean, I'm a huge Snickers fan. I could eat 7,000 minis in a day. But I, I still think you got to go one seed Reese's Peanut Butter Cup for the other butter potency. Uh, I'm a big candy guy, KP. So, you're, you know, I, there's, it's hard for me to argue on a candy because, uh, you know, I, I can I can crush an M M&M and M peanut all day long. Let, let me get into a hundred grand 
Let, let's knock down a heat bar. I mean, it's a long, long list over here, pal. I was never huge on Twix. In recent years, I've been more of a Twix guy. Love a Twix. Love a Kit Kat. Let's, let's get some wafers in our, in our candy game. Just, I mean, come on. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm, a huge, I'm not a huge fan of the sour candies um, or like a lemon ball, that type of thing. But, yeah, you know, I, I listen. Give me a let's let's knock down a milk dud out of nowhere. Let's 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 <laughs> let's, let's respect the juji fruit. Let's let's not let's not let's not sleep on a dot. Not the most potent, but yet a nice thing to chew. What's um, your stance on almond joys? Don't like it. Don't need coconut. Not not that. That's where we. That's where I think people just lose themselves. Why do we got to go almond joy? If you're going coconut, <laughs> then let's get back into the healthy stuff and starting and have an apple. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't get the. It just seems, it seems like, like misplaced to me. I absolutely love almond joys. I think they're phenomenal, <laughs> savory, sweet, a little bit of crunch. It's perfect. Um, all right, all right, Carm. I, I've taken too much of your time. Next podcast will be strictly about candy with Carm. Candy with Carm. That's a podcast in itself. All right, and we're also going cross pod. You're coming on to Wendy. All right. Maybe tonight. I'll hit you. I'll, All right. I'll be around. Thanks, Carm. Okay. All right, KP. All righty. Thank you to Mark Carmen for joining me on the podcast. And before we wrap things up, here's the best of Dan Hampton and Ed O'Bradovich on their postgame show on WGN Radio after the Bears loss. The Bears never tried to put them away. When you sit and you let them hang around and let them hang them around, what happens? Up pops the devil. And who does that fall on? Not the kids. This coaching staff. My God, what are these people thinking about? Folks, this was a two-win, four-loss football team that came in to our domain and they beat us. Why? Because they're better coaches. These kids played their hearts out. Stupid is, stupid does. The last three games, we have lost in convincing fashion because when the dust clears, we don't have bad players. we got bad game plans. And we don't put ourselves in a position to win. And your point, when we didn't put them away, when we owned the ball, owned the clock, absolutely, and and we just let them keep coming, well, guess what? Most teams are going to find a way to keep coming, and here they go. Boom. We're in a hole. We're three and five with no answer. This coaching staff is beyond belief. The stupidity that they show offensively and now defensively off 2-14 and 14 comes in here and takes us apart. When we, were, we had a chance, we were winning the game, and we had the ball for over 25 minutes, almost halfway through the third quarter, and we still, do we still, still not try to score a touchdown, not go deep. My God, what are these people thinking about? We lost at home to a 2-4 and football team, and that's exactly who the hell San Francisco was until today. It's a little highlight package we like to put together on every post-game pod. Best of Hamp and OB. Love those guys. Always fired up. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Mark Carmen for joining me. Thank you to Ernie Scanton and Brian Altimer for their help producing the podcast as well. I'm Kevin Powell. Thank you for listening. This was Episode 15 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast.